All right, inappropriate Earl in the house. And uh, it's been a roast battle heavy uh, themed podcast the last couple weeks because of the uh, debut uh, July 24th on Comedy Central. We now have a billboard on Sunset and La Cienega. And uh, I think Pat Barker was on recently, uh, Olivia Grace and George Perez. And today I have a woman I'm scared of. Uh, people ask me all the time who I would like to battle. Uh, this girl is probably my number one uh, feared battler. I would not like to battle her because I think she would kill me because her jokes are so clever, so uh, eloquently worded, and then she drops just the meanest bomb on you with virtually no chance of rebutting. But she's a great comic as well. We're going we're gonna to break softball down. We're going to do it all. Give it up for Leah Kajanian. Hey. What's up, Earl? Uh, I really am scared of you. Really? I mean, you physically look scared of me right now. I you am. Look, you you have nervous body language. I'm, I don't know what to do, but what can I do to make you more comfortable? Uh, just be nice to me. And uh, I'm sweating. I'm but usually pretty nice. You are. Actually. But like the first battle I saw you, I was like, oh, she looks pretty nice and cute and you know, harmless, and then you just drop these. <laughs> most Is it really that mean? I never even think it's that mean. I do. I mean, like you're, and you and Olivia Grace have like this, probably the best rivalry going. Yeah, I know. And, so, and I just really like Olivia. So I just, you know, I just wanted to battle her because I like her so much. So it's funny that it comes off like so vicious. You know what I mean? I mean, it's brutal. Do you like, think it's because we're women? I mean, is that the main... Um, that might have something to do with it. I mean, I think like with Keith Carey and Pat Barker's battle, I didn't, it was just two dudes talking shit to each other. But, but like one brought up the other's wife's miscarriage, right? So that's, <laughs> that seems kind of, and then they had a back and forth about it. I mean, oh, absolutely. I mean, I just, I guess I love you and Olivia so much that it's just weird to see two girls just go all in like that. And like... I mean, you had jokes about, you know, her uh, rough upbringing and she had a joke about your brother, two, mm -hmm. a couple jokes about your brother. And yeah. like, uh, I'm assuming you guys have never said, hey, this is off limits to each other. Well, no, she asked me. Well, she did ask me. She said, is anything, any topic off limits? And I said, no. And I asked her, what about you? She said, no. So. I mean, I did Where's ask Jesse Joyce that. Uh, you did? Because I had planned a... Uh, a few Greg Giraldo jokes and that was his best friend. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, they were writing partners and you know, I'm but you didn't do them. I did one up front okay. because I oh, really you did. wanted to, uh, just, just hurt his feelings right away. Just get into his head. But <laughs> if he would have said, no, I'm that's Greg's, I'm still not over it or yeah. I, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, but I mean, this is like, I mean, roast battles a little more competitive than, say, like the Dean Martin roast, uh, you know, where they were like giving each other shit, but they were friends. Right. No, I, I agree 100 percent. I actually when she asked me that, I was like, what could she possibly bring like naive? I, I really didn't think that, you know, as much research as she would do to figure out like what to get me with. So it surprised me that she said I didn't even know she knew that, you know. I mean, do you, the, the research is exhausting, like, uh, but you guys know each other so well. Is it a little easier because you don't necessarily have to research her that much? No, I did. I actually don't know her very well. I met I, I saw her at an open mic and I thought she was really funny. 
I think one time and then I saw her battling and I thought she was great. And that's, and so I just, I mean, I'd see her around every now and then and I'd talk to her a few times, but I asked her to battle just based on, I just thought she was good and I wanted to battle her, you know? So we didn't know each other. Well, I actually, my friend, uh, she sent him a message and asked stuff about me and he told me, so I was like, oh, okay. And then I sent Keith Carey a message and asked a bunch of stuff about her. So, so that's mean, how I did. <laughs> that's how you have to do it. You go reach out to the friends yeah. and, uh, I mean, I'm sure people reach out to my friends and, uh, you know, uh, do you, but like my dirt is out there. Like, do you, like you're kind of, uh, like your dirt, if you have any, like, uh, in terms of who you date or whatever is, is kind of like, I've never heard anything about you. Do you think that's, uh, that's a positive, right? Yeah. Well, it's definitely a positive. I don't do that on purpose, but I feel like I accidentally do that. You know, I, I try to talk to people and be open and they'll ask me questions, but I won't go out of my way to just offer information. So I don't know, maybe, and some people are randomly scared of me, you know, like you, so like, don't want to ask me questions about myself, maybe. So I don't know. I felt bad about that before. Like I haven't been as open as they wanted me to be. Well, I'm petrified of you. Like if we ever were to battle, I just know. But why? You're so good. I'm like not even close to your caliber. Oh, I disagree. Well, I I know you're going to say that because you can't not say like that's in your DNA. (laughs) I mean, I'm a humble person, but like here's why I think you would kill me. And this isn't to set you up for like, if we ever do battle, you know, but, uh, I'm more silly. Like, you know, I don't know what I would say about you, but it, it wouldn't be that mean spirited. Whereas you correct me if I'm wrong, go, uh, you're an amazing girl, but you go at least from my eyes, like the more mean spirited path. But what, see, that's what I don't get. Cause I don't feel like I do. So that's <laughs> I'm like, am I insane? And I have this weird view of what is mean and what's not. Cause like, give me, can you give me an example of something Uh, that you, let me see. I mean, uh, I, I can't like, did you ever have a joke about Olivia's sister? No, no, I didn't. That's and I knew that information. Also, I knew that. Did you think that was now for those of you who don't uh, know, uh, Olivia has a, um, a special needs sister who's amazing. She's really super cool. Uh, but you know, I guess in the vein of roast battle, it's a target, uh, you know, some people might look at that as unfortunate, but like, uh, like for me, I know, um, like my parents died two months apart. That's a target. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I mean, it's a way they were both old, but like, uh, well, still that's, Oh, I mean, I'm not saying I'm happy about it, but like, uh, that's a target. Even that you had a brother who, uh, killed himself right you can uh, say it well no i mean i'm you know but but you would think to, to a normal person listening to this it's like jesus christ how can they joke about these things i know i know and then explained <laughs> explain that to your mom you know right and i'm like oh god i didn't even think about that stuff you know like i didn't think about okay because i'm like well i'm in the battle nobody's gonna see it i'm fine with it outside of the belly room and then you know they'll tag me in the roast report and they'll put that joke in there and I'll, i'm like oh my god i hope my mom doesn't read that because she does she's not gonna get that you know yeah i mean it's uh like I but used- i say stuff too that like the same thing you know yeah, I mean, like, uh, when I used to do the hater stuff, I'm like, ah, oh, no one's going to ever see this show. I, you know, I went pretty deep the first year. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I mean, you never think a show like that is going to, like, we're on billboards and you're going to be on Comedy Central this Sunday, or I think that's the 24th. It might be whatever the day the 24th is. I mean... I think, yeah, that's Sunday. You know, and, and, you know, it's like, I would have never have guessed two years ago that, you know... Oh, my God, me either. This is all crazy. 
So, like, what got you? I don't want to rip off the roast report, but like, I'm always curious as to what got people into roasting because your comedy is. uh, How would you describe your stand up? I feel like my stand up's really different from my uh, from well, it's yeah, it's completely different. I mean, it's more biographical, (laughs) right? Obviously, but it's uh, it's a lot more. I mean, I don't write jokes out and say them word for word, whereas in a roast, I do that. So. I don't know. I guess I just talk about my interactions with people. That's my main thing. Right, so. right. It's more like Seinfeld. Uh, obser- not not obser- really. No, I, I'd say it's, but well, I don't know. I think it's based a lot on my personality, but I don't know. I'm one of those people that people have a lot of questions and like strangers always come up and have their input <laughs> to give me. So I feel like a lot of my act is based on that sort of thing. Because you're a mysterious woman. Like as I've known you for two years, but you know, I don't know you. Well, because every time you talk to me, you're like, oh, I'm afraid of you. Well, I am. <laughs> so well, let, let me ask you that. Getting in the way of us getting to know each other. I mean, without giving away, like, well, uh, let's take me out of the equation. Let's say your next battle is against uh, person A. Uh, okay. w- what's like the first thing? Like, the first thing I do is I look at myself naked and go, what can they make fun of visually? And then, Okay, so you start with the you. I write more rebuttals than I do. Well, yeah, that's true. uh, Yeah. Because I'm not, uh, like, I can't write jokes like you do against, like, how you, I don't want to say. Well, I can't do, I mean, I, I, you know what, I just listened to you and Pat and I heard him say this exact thing and I was like, I totally agree because I can't do what you do. I could never do that. So you saying that to me, it's interesting because I feel the same way about you. Because like, I look at you and go, I mean, I love you. Like, you, you know, you're funny, you're nice, you're pretty. Like what, what I would have to start making stuff up. Like I'm doing for the guy I'm going up against in Montreal. I'm like, uh, I, I, well, I, mean, I struggle. There's, there's some obvious things that you could make fun of about. I mean, honestly, I just think of what the person looks like. That's what I start off with. That's my favorite joke is if you just nail what they look like, you know? Right. So... That's where I start, and I just try to think of the most creative way to that you do peg them, you know. And do you think, uh, like, I think it's tougher for a guy to make fun of a girl. Like, if you and I battle, and I say, "Well, uh, you know, your head is big," people are going to look at her and go, well, "She's beautiful." But you could say the same line to me, and it's like, "Yeah, his head is kind of big." I think, yeah, I think there's definitely the audience. Uh, probably has a little bit like uh you know they they don't like to hear women get insulted but i don't think the women on the stage actually care at all you know i just feel like that might yeah i've thought about that i think i think about how it looks and i know that when pat roasted me he has a move i guess he does or he's like real intimidating and he gets in like in your face yeah but he did it to me and it kind of like i think it backfired on him because it looked really aggressive and i'm just you know yeah, because you're a woman. Just you a are, woman. though. I mean, you look very uh, not meek, but like uh, you're certainly not meek, but uh, feminine and like. Oh, you uh, know, a lot of people would disagree with you on that. <laughs> I uh, well, I mean, it, you know, there's some people who think I'm a babe and others think I'm atrocious. So uh, it's more the feminine thing. I don't get. Wow. You're so feminine a lot. I get. Uh, really? Hey, you're pretty. Yeah. I mean, you got great hair, great face. I mean, I'm not creeping. I'm just like, like, you, you <laughs> I know, know, I would struggle like looking at you and go, okay, I'm going to make fun of this, this, that, and the other, uh, you know, like, I know like what people are going to say about me, the Kennedys, uh, big well, head. 
you know, uh, possibly uh, my relationship with Olivia, you know, that's a target. So, I mean, do you, I guess when you're preparing for a battle, go, what can they hit me with? Well, yeah, of course. I mean, my nose, they're going to hit me with my nose. I have a big nose. But you know, that's coming. Like, I would think that almost the, the play with that would be to not do a nose joke. I would think that too, but every time there's at least one, I mean, you can count on it at this point that there'll be one in there. And usually it's really subtle. Like it doesn't actually say, you know, they'll find ways around it. Right. But for instance, I've been called a witch five times now (laughs) on five different jokes. And why do you think that is? Because witches have big noses, right? And my hair's long and I look like, like one of those, like... I mean, I mean, yeah, you got to... I don't think you you look like a witch, (laughs) but... a weird uh, witch face. Like... Like to me, like if I, if you had a prominent feature and you knew it was going to be hit, if it wasn't hit, that would throw me off even more. Like when's the nose joke coming or with me, when's the Kennedy joke coming? I try to do that against the other person. I try to hit what they don't think I'm going to hit until way later in the battle, just in case they cut my legs out right away, you know, and they have a great comeback and shut me down, you know? Yeah. So I do that when I think of the other person, but usually they come at my nose i mean because i mean imagine watching a battle with me in it and nobody ever brought that up wouldn't that be kind of weird but see i would think it would be almost genius to like not bring it up because uh it's like the guy i'm going up against uh tom ballard he's gay and i'm sure he has a zillion gay rebuttals for yeah uh, it, and it's hard not to do at least one gay joke but i'm gonna try because it'll fuck with his head when's it coming when's yeah. it coming see that's great though that's a good strategy and that's why you're really good at this is because you thought of that you know what i mean but I'm like not everybody thinks of that it's hard for people to think of things so they have to hit the obvious t- and plus it's visual you know i mean a lot of the laughs that you get i feel like are because they're looking at the person right there yeah i mean I, i'm all about my favorite part of this show is the mental mind yeah but that that's what makes you so that's what i'm saying that's what makes you so good at like that would fuck over me Especially really bad. Like if you went the whole time and never brought up my nose, I would, it would be like, I'd have a comeback, you know, probably I'd have a few rebuttals to that. Oh, I'm sure you would. Like, and it would confuse me and I'd be like, man, what's he going to say? It? When's he right. Gonna, yeah. That's, uh, because I, I have to, uh, like you can survive just on standing there and doing your jokes. You don't have to move one inch. Like I can't, you know, like, uh, in some ways it would be a good battle with you and I like, cause it, it's so... And this isn't like an infomercial for a battle, <laughs> right? But, but it would be such—it'd be such a. Uh, I love the battles that have contrast and and styles, like uh, you know, like Pat and Keith. Keith is a little more, uh, I would say, mean spirited and aggressive. Yeah. Where Pat's a little more—he's uh, definitely can be mean spirited, but he's a little more like. I know what you're trying to say. Catatonic almost. Like, yeah. I'll just throw the line out and just. It's like a ba- softball uh, or a baseball player that he does the home run strut before yeah. he even hits the home run. Yeah, exactly. So uh, now, do you have a battle coming up? No, I don't. Um, People well, are afraid of you. I'm telling you. No, no, I've been asked. I actually decided to take a break and I don't know if I'm going to. I don't know. It kind of messes with me a little bit. So I don't, I don't know. I just, maybe I need to step back for a while. So I turned down to one that I really, really wanted to do. 
So now I'm kind of like, well, I should do it, but I didn't want I wasn't ready yet. It is exhausting, the process. Well, and I also have a full-time job and it was just taking, and it's great that it took that much time. I had so much fun doing it, but then, you know, it's all these other things that I'm trying to do at the same time. Do you find it hurts your stand-up? Like, uh, you know, even when I have a battle, I try and write a few jokes a day, but it's it's hard because you're, you're you're in that mindset of like picking someone apart so viciously. Yeah. I don't think it hurt. I mean, it gets in the way of me thinking about stand up, right. but I think if I, if I work on roast jokes for a long time, it actually makes me sharper. Right. So when I'm on stage, my timing's a little better and I can think of things faster. But other than that, it's, you know, it takes away the time from it. Now, what got you into stand up? Ah, God. Well, I always wanted to do it. I mean, I guess when I was a kid, I loved the show Seinfeld and I wanted, but not be like, I liked the show, but also I just wanted to be Jerry Seinfeld. I just wanted his life where he was a comedian and yeah, lived in New York and was a comedian. I just wanted to do that. And then I didn't try it for a long time and I went to college and I got a bunch of writing degrees. Where'd you go? uh, University of Oklahoma. Okay. OU. Yeah. We were sooner. Barry Switzer. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> that dude uh brian bosworth yeah but, but have, you're you gonna know, run into someone i don't know real fast you know who brian bosworth yes. is? Yeah. is was he like a legend in uh oklahoma like even though you're well, yeah every football yeah that's the big thing there that's what we do who was the coach when you were there uh the same dude that is now oh my god come on i know his name this is so i don't know my uh, friends are gonna punch me in the face i just saw the uh 30 for 30 on uh bob stoops i'm sorry okay no no i uh, they had a there's a great third do you uh do you watch the 30 for 30s on espn yes they have a great one on uh brian bosworth yeah i think i saw that one actually yeah i can't remember i i forget things i watch almost immediately like it's just erased it was just sad because it was kind of like watching a comics, like a once oh, yeah. famous stand oh, I know. up. And then, you know, he's like, you know, you know down just a block. dude. Yeah, he's just some <laughs> he's dude. He's just with a, a dude now. Um, but I mean, he gets that story forever. Oh, absolutely. Who's, I mean, how many people even get to say they did that, you know? Certainly not me. I mean, right. I played one day of high school football and that was it. So, But know. even what you do, like how many people would want your life where you do what you do? I mean, I like, don't know. That's cool that you get to do that, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, but we get to like, you know, uh, I mean, we've been a part of the hottest show in L.A. for like two and a half years. So. I know. And it was so easy to <laughs> get into. You know what I mean? I, that was so surprising to me. Well, I don't think a lot of people like it's tough to do. Like, uh, yeah, but it it looks like it isn't. So I think a lot of people I mean, I've heard people hate on the show. You know, Really? A long time ago. I haven't heard it recently, but. Uh, just people saying dumb things like, oh, uh, you know, right. I don't know. I saw just like some bitter posts about why don't you work on your <laughs> stand up and stuff, right. you know, and stuff like that. But well, I, I mean, I I think the girl from Temecula last week, uh, she might have thought it was easier than it was. Yeah, no, that, I think that's what happens. And it's really just people who are afraid to. I mean, why would you not try a new thing, whether or not you think I mean, I don't understand the mindset of I'm not going to try this form because I don't want to do that forever. You know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't you try every single thing? Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, I don't know about you, but it's out of my comfort zone to, to go up there and it's totally out of my comfort zone. I mean, but at at the end, it's almost like a sexual feeling when like a joke pops in that room. It's nothing better than that. Like it's, it's amazing. And so, yeah, it's unbelievable. That audience is unbelievable. 
But when it bombs, you're in big trouble. Right. I mean, and I, you know, myself, <laughs> I bomb, you know, a few times a week. I right? was the, the, on the promo, I'm the, when a joke bombs, I'm the example. But I don't think that joke bombed. That was the joke about, uh, well, you I tell me. I stumbled on it. That's the thing. That's what I do if I have a written joke. I, I, it has to be perfectly written where I won't stumble on the words because I have some like, I'm like 98% fine and then I'm like 2% spaz. <laughs> So I said, what did I say? I said, the Denny's joke. You look like the hottest waitress in a North Dakota Denny's. Yeah. And I thought it did well. I mean, I, I, it mean, did, I mean, it didn't, it didn't do well. That's an overstatement. It didn't, I don't it think didn't it like get dead air. That's true. It wasn't dead air. Now, uh, I had a joke like that in, uh, what, what, uh, I think my battle with Joe Dosh where I stumbled on the words and it, that dead bomb. I mean, dead silence. Uh, <laughs> and I knew instantly I was bombing. Like, don't you hate that and you can't stop it? I had like, uh, <laughs> I rarely get stage fright, but uh, I, my it felt like someone was choking me, and I just, I, I think the joke. Uh, he, he had a joke about me being uh, old, and I said, "I am over the hill, Joe." But isn't that where you park to get your spots here? Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that joke. And I, when I said over the hill, I was like. I just choked and it was awful. See, that's your perception of it. But when I think back on that battle, I just think of how awesome it was. You know what I mean? Like, I just remember that was one of my favorite ones to watch. And I watched it on Periscope, but that was by far one of my favorites. But I like you and Olivia now. How old are you? 34. So what year were you born? I'm not good at math. 82. Okay. I just turned 34 last week. Well, in 1979, uh... There were two horses competing in the uh, <laughs> triple. No, please. No, I'm not saying you guys look this? like horses. There were. <laughs> no, it's coming. That came out. The, there were two horses, affirmed and Aladar. And uh, you know what the triple crown is, yes. right? You know, you have to win the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and the Belmont. And mm-hmm. uh, affirmed won all three races. Aladar uh, finished uh, second. By a nose. I mean, it was literally a photo finish for every race. And that reminds you and Olivia are like the affirmed and Aladar of roast battle. I think you guys will battle. Everyone will be close. I mean, you tied one. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, so would you battle her a third time down the road? I mean, like if the situation presented itself. I don't know. I mean, I love battling Olivia because there's some I mean, you're right. There's something electric there and I don't know what it is uh, exactly. But it's, I mean, at this point, I've been writing jokes about Olivia forever, you know, and I have, it's hard. I'm really, I was scraping for the second time around, you know, so I, a third time writing a whole new, you know. Well, you guys just have such a great chemistry, which I think yeah. is uh, like Keith, Keith, Keith and Pat had, you know, I don't know if that was their first battle against mm-hmm. each other, but it, it was amazing. And, uh, you know, I love watching Omid sing battle, like, oh yeah, because he's so fucking silly and likable uh but you know i think chemistry definitely is a key between two people Um, well we look funny together you know because i'm older than she is and she's blonde and young very young you know very pretty but you know know, i just look like an older person (laughs) like this is old woman beating up on this well anyone's gonna be older than olivia in that yeah exactly exactly so well uh and now you're going to concentrate a little bit more on stand up now. 
Yeah, I think for a while. I mean, everything in my life is kind of insane right now, too. So let's go. Let's get into that. You got softball. Uh... Well, yeah, I accidentally just started a comedy softball league. So that's <laughs> actually quite time consuming. It you know, whenever you're like, I'm going to do this thing. And then you're like, oh, I have to do all the things to make that happen. Are you and the manager? Like, yeah, I'm like the. Yeah. So you have to collect the fees and. Yeah. And that's a lot of stuff, especially for like a whole league, you know. Well, no, I uh, I was a part of the Comedy Store softball team for... Uh, but did you manage it? Fuck no. I See? Mean, See, would you? Um, Not uh, with the people who were involved on that team, and I love them all, but uh, I think Mervis, Ryan Mervis. Uh, the, oh, wow. He was the, a yeah, saint. That uh, tells you the state of the softball team when he was our <laughs> manager and did a great job. I probably take it too seriously. Like my my friends call me coach because I'm like so serious. Because you want to win. Yeah. Well, I want to win, but I'm not like upset if we don't. But I do get annoyed when they just ignore me. And, you know, I kind of went off on them in several message threads. So. Well, I mean, it's uh, I'm the same way in my hockey league that I play in. Like, I mean, I'm not like devastated if I lose, but I want to win. And uh, playing on the comedy store softball team was brutal. We, we got fucking killed. <laughs> I mean it was just awful like and we kept dropping dropping every division oh, that would drive me crazy well it wasn't necessarily a co-ed league but we were the only team who would use like four girls uh, like sarah tiana played and she's really good and uh eleanor uh and i think tammy joe i told you was uh mm -hmm. had to pitch a few games which uh was uh, and that was slow pitch right yeah, yeah. which is hard to pitch because yeah. you're like you have to arc it, and yeah. and then uh, certain members would be uh, on powdered substances and uh, <laughs> antagonize the other team, and then like it was just like, so who's on your team? Like just comedy friends, or yeah, just comedy friends, and com yeah, just friends of comics, and they're yeah. And it's, now you, it's just a. I opened it up to any comic that wants to do it, so now it's just a bunch. It's going to be a bunch of comics in the fall. You want to play softball, Earl? I mean, I'm I'm a good hitter. Okay. Uh, but you don't I, have to be good. Like some of the people have never played. Uh, I mean, I'm not opposed to it, but I mean, I would definitely second place is my wheel or second base is like, that's where you, because of my hockey goaltending mm -hmm. uh, background, I, I can pretty much stop any ball hit to me. Wow. But my throwing is a little off. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you. The, the throw to first base is not as easy as it looks. Well, I've seen that <laughs> quite a bit. I have a crazy arm kind of. But like, I did play softball. What is your stuff. position? Uh, center. Well, I was a center fielder when I played in high school, but now I play right. And I put, I, I just put myself wherever no one else wants to be, basically. Right. Because I'm the, you know, the manager. Yeah, but you're athletic, so, you know. Yeah, I'm an outfielder. That's key to you know. have a athletic center fielder in softball. I was fast. I can run fast. I still can run fast, actually. And I have a good arm, but it's not very uh, consistent. Now, how is your batting skills? I hit it down the line every time and run it out. Are you a left-handed hitter? No, I'm a right-handed hitter. Oh, okay. I can't wait on it. That's my problem. I used to be, when I played fast pitch, I was a bunter. And I always, like, I, had, I knew every type of bunt you could do. So every time I went up to bat, I'd bunt it from either the right or left or slap it or whatever. Did you play at Oklahoma? No, I tried. They had. <laughs> I tried to walk on, but they had just won the national championship as I went to college. Oh, so you're that good? I was good. I was all state. Oh shit! When I was in high school, but I wasn't good. And I tried to walk on. I didn't make the team. Now, 
so you're in Oklahoma, you're going to uh, Boomer U, I think they call it, Sooner, <laughs> something though. Oh, you. Right. Oh, yeah. I thought it was Boomer U. Boomer who... Sooner. That's the okay. thing to say. So I'm I, don't, not... I don't even know why, actually. No, Boomer. I do know why. Who, why? <sighs> Fuck. Boomer uh, Siason. Sooner is the, the people that went and basically stole the land before they were supposed to. Well, that's cool. Um, but Boomer. Fuck. Boomer, uh, gotta be uh, Indian or something. Maybe. That's probably what it is. No, I should know this though. You this really is real should. embarrassing. I really got myself in a hole here by saying I knew this. Uh, someone, uh, what's your Twitter at? Uh, Leah K J K A Y J A Y. So spell that out the whole thing. L E A H K A Y J A Y. So tweet at uh, that and uh, explain who Boomer you, Boomer <laughs> Sooner is. Who the hell knows? I don't know. So. What you're in Oklahoma? What makes you move to LA? I mean, I know you want. I'm assuming comedy, right? Well, I did stand up in Oklahoma before I moved here, and uh, like open my what, like. Well, yeah, I went to. I did. I did it for five years before I came here. So, uh, and I've been here five years. So. I did, you know, I went up through the open mic at the well, local Looney Bin. That was our club there, and. Uh, kind of built the scene or my friends uh, that started around the same time as me started making more and more open mics. That's not, there weren't a lot when I started there, but then I, uh, yeah, got more time and then started doing the loony bins around the area and did, a, did that for a while and then kind of just hit a ceiling and didn't, I don't know. My, I, I didn't know where else to go. Uh, it was like time to leave, you know? And was it like New York or LA? Was there another, I wanted to go to Chicago but I thought that if I was going to go, I might as well go to, you know, go all the way to, I feel like that's like a mid-level first standup. Right. And then you end up in New York or LA anyway. So I just figured I'd cut out the middleman, but I like the city of Chicago quite a bit. Right. It's uh, how, uh, you've been there a few times. Yeah. Just a couple of times. Now you come to LA your first week here. What are your initial thoughts of like, wow, this is big. This ain't Oklahoma. Yeah. That, I mean, <laughs> how everything took like 200% more time than I thought it would, you know, like it, that was the worst way to say it, but uh, I'm bad at math. Like I would go run an errand and it would take me like three hours right. instead of 20 minutes, which I was used to, you know, so that was hard to get used to. And then I would just do like the, it was terrifying to drive. I didn't know that, you know, two cars can go left on red. And I'm like, how am I ever going to turn left? You know, just right. these little things that you don't think about now that were just, I remember I was like, I went down the block on, and I went to that Ralph's on La Brea and that trip was like a nightmare in so many ways. Like I left my credit, my credit card didn't go through cause it thought I lived in Oklahoma oh, still. Right. And I had to call my bank and then I had parked too far away and I had to walk with too many, I don't know. Big long story. Well, that's good for a podcast. Oh, okay. Well, I, don't, I mean, I basically that's it. Like I parked really far away instead of in the parking lot cause everything is unnecessarily hard to me but i'm not used to just like having to find parking and you know a big city because like oklahoma i imagine if you want to go to the market right before your spot it probably takes 10 minutes yeah you just go swing by park in a parking space in the lot run in and you know and there's no cars in your way ever or people you know right and now what was uh, how did you get started in the la comedy scene which can be quite a vulturous Ugh, uh, you know especially for i think women have it harder in la comedy because the uh, male comics are pigs uh, but they are everywhere if that makes you feel better not just okay, i actually well, had a weird does, experience actually. outside before i came right before i came here 
I uh, featured at Zany's in Chicago and it was my first time doing that spot and I was not ready to do it. You know, <laughs> why do you say that? I, I mean, I just, well, now in retrospect, I know that I wasn't ready to do it because I have all the experience that I should have had then. Right. But at the time, I think I was, I, I was unrealistic and delusional about how good I was. And Join I thought I field. could do it. But all I did, I did a guest spot and they booked me to feature. I don't know why. I knew a guy that was worked there and he didn't know why either. He was like, that's weird, whatever. And I'm like, cool. And I had a terrible week. <laughs> it was awful. And I was like, man, I got to either change something or quit or something, you know. And then uh, the headliner that was working with me came to Oklahoma and told all my friends that I had fucked the dude to get that spot. Really? That's how I got there. Yeah. And so that kind of, <laughs> I confronted him about it. You know, I sent him a message and he apologized profusely and, you know, right. I've forgiven him since and all this stuff, but it was kind of, a, I, it was just a thing that I never thought would happen to me, which is so ridiculous. Cause of course that could happen to anybody, you know? Yeah. But I think women, uh, especially in LA comedy, certain shows they're on, oh, they must've fucked the promoter. Yeah. I hear people say that shit all the time and I always want to punch him in the face. I'm like, there's no way. Nobody wants to ever fuck you. <laughs> Not you. Well, no, you might be right on that. I mean, I'm uh, well, asexual Probably people right want to fuck you. I don't know. Um, I mean, it's possible. Uh, I mean, I, I, uh, I mean, all I'm around is female comics. So, I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, have you fucked people? Female comics? Anybody? Have I ever fucked You're, people? You've fucked people, and they wanted to. Oh yeah, I've done okay. That. <laughs> so people want to fuck you. Well, yeah. I mean, I yeah. I mean, you know, I think it's different for a, a woman though. Like, let's say uh, uh, you and I are both going to the comedy store tonight, and uh, right. they're having the roast battle. Uh, you have a spot. I'm going to the see the. Room, yeah. Hey, it's spots a yep. spot there. Uh, no, I know. I didn't mean anything. I just no, no. <laughs> you know, uh, in case somebody wanted to go. Yeah. If, uh, <laughs> well, I don't think that. I mean, I will release this soon, but uh, not in the if last. You want to go a few days ago to come the next see me hour. in the main room. Uh, but you're there a couple times a week if people do want to see you at the comedy store. Uh, once, yeah. Once or twice. twice. Um, it's so, uh, and do you have like a website and stuff? You yeah, know, it's uh, just my name.com. Do okay. I need to spell it all? You better for my, we're not wrapping up. Okay. I just, I like to get the plugs out of the way. So, uh, give them your website. It's leahkajanian.com. I'll spell it. Oh, you better. Okay. <laughs> if you want L -E some visitors. L-E-A-H. K-A-Y-A-J-A-N-I-A-N. Dot com. Dot you, com. Uh, you dot C-O-M. That's more for my fans. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, they write C-A-L-M. They, uh, they literally write uh, Leah K. Janian, D-O-T-C-O-M. Oh, yeah. You want to put the period in there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, my fans like think pro wrestling is real, so it's it's like even when you say that just now. Oh, they love it. Uh, you know, it's not <laughs> like I'm roasting the seven people that listen to this. And uh, but so you get into LA, I, like it, it's uh, it's political in this city for comedy. Like you got to be uh, have connections to get onto the good open mics, right? And like, I didn't know anybody. So I I'm curious as to how, I mean now you're. Uh, I think looked at as uh, one of the top uh, younger comics uh, 
in the game right now. I am? Wow. I think so. I mean, people love you. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, a lot of people have been exposed to you from, to, from Roast Battle. And uh, yeah, that I mean, that was a big, I mean, I did not foresee that happening. And that was interesting. Um, so how, so like, I want to know how someone from another, the other end of the country comes to LA, the, probably the toughest city in the world to do comedy in, uh, if you're not established. Um, like, do you start at like open mics, the mm -hmm. comedy store? Well, I did all, I mean, I went to, yeah, I did open mics. I tried to get on shows and nobody would book me. <laughs> I mean, a couple people did. And they, I look back at that. I'm like, man, they were super cool for doing that, huh. you know? Uh, but, but yeah, no, I, I tried my best and then I just went around to open mics and did comedy until somebody saw me and booked me on stuff. And I actually did the store. I actually went to the open mic for, I don't know, two years. And then, and Tommy would put me up, uh, well, up maybe like after the first year. Now I'm very curious yeah? as to what Tommy's advice to you was. Oh my God. It was great. Oh God. What was it? Well, well first I mean, of all, he said, you're Armenian. I like Armenian people because they're really passionate. You know, like they, he said like you, you, when you walk into a room, you could see it in your eyes that you have a goal. So I thought that was hilarious. I might agree with him on that. Like I could see hunger in your eyes right now. Like well, I don't want to look hungry or whatever. You're thirsty, driven, right? Yeah, I guess driven is. Like you can, can look into that. a certain comic's eyes, male or female, I think, and go, oh, they don't have the desire to like sling it out at open mics and you yeah. Know, I mean, you went to the store for two fucking years. Yeah, I mean, I did the thing that they say to do, and then they ended up passing me to friends and you know i mean it it worked but i understand that that doesn't work for everybody and that it no. i mean the fact that i'm a woman getting on the list was easier because they want to put of course they want to diversify the right. women and men and so there's less women so i get on more than a bunch you know just a white dude right just some older white guy yeah because your chances then are just i mean Oh, I'm in the worst category on earth. Yeah. A lot of people think female comics have it. You know, uh, I know there's the debate of, uh, you know, lack of females on certain lineups and stuff. But uh, try being an older white guy in this business. <laughs> it's the worst. Man, I bet. I bet that sucks. Being just a white dude. What kind of like. I can't imagine walking through this world as a white, straight man. In comedy. That must be like. Well, now. <laughs> But I mean, like, yeah, in the real world, I, I listen. I love being. But there. look, even with all that, you've made a name for yourself. You know what I mean? Well, sixteen years in, I was uh, running out of options. But uh, I mean, I think, uh, like, I saw one lineup I was on. And I think there was maybe three women on it. I think fifteen uh, guys. Uh, but I would like, I would at least in the sixteen years I've done comedy, it, it's. Probably eighty percent are men and, and twenty percent are women. Would you say that's a uh, accurate uh, to a degree? Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I'd say there's it's less in other places that I've seen. Like in Oklahoma, what would you say the ratio was? Oh, it's like I mean, I was the only one for a while. You know, uh, that, yeah, not in the whole state, in my area, in like Oklahoma City, I was the only for a little while, for like maybe a year. Do you think that helped or hurt you? Well, it helped me, but it also, I mean, I think it didn't help me. I think people assumed that, oh, here's the woman. Right. Like it didn't help me with the audience, but it definitely helped me with the comedians, right. you know? 
I mean, I've been to Oklahoma once. It was. Yeah. I mean, that audience is, I always think of, uh, when I see like somebody, you know, people on stage here and they, they're doing kind of out there material. I always picture them at the loony bin. <laughs> right. I'm seeing, uh, you know, Saturday night. Do you think roast battle could have survived uh, the loony bin? Oh God! Well, no, they would offend everybody. I mean, everybody's offended by certain things. I mean, they're fine with some things, but I mean, probably the racism is fine. You know, they're probably all that stuff. Yeah, maybe I should uh, inquire about future bookings. Yeah, you can get, you can get, (laughs) you can get in there. Just be racist, I guess. Oh, great! I'll just call them tomorrow. Hey, it's the house racist. No offense, Oklahoma, but you come off kind of racist sometimes. Me? A lot of times. No, Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma. Oh, I just, okay. You know, I mean, there's a lot of good people there that I love, of course. Well, yeah, but I mean, I would say that's the South. I, I think... Uh, oh, know, yeah, they have a huge problem. You know, like, racist comics uh, tend to do better in the South. Yeah, I mean, just in general, the state is... Whew, that, I don't know if you know a lot about Oklahoma. I was uh, in prior Oklahoma for four days. You're in prior Oklahoma? Why were you there? 2007. Where is... Okay, now that's a small town. We had to fly into Tulsa. Okay. And I think we, I played them in softball. I was there for uh, something called Rocklahoma, <laughs> mm-hmm. which was basically the 80s metal, the shitty 80s metal uh, Woodstock. <laughs> and this was the first year, so I thought, I want to go the first year <laughs> because these bands are going to be so happy to be in front of a crowd again. That they'll oh put in God. an effort, and, yeah. Uh, you know, then each uh, year co- after this, they'd want more money, and it would just fade. And that's exactly what happened. Like the first year was amazing. You know, so it was great. It was great. It was really fucking hot. It was uh, in the middle. It was in July. Ugh, yeah, um, that heat is unbelievable. It was uh, the porta potty stench. Uh, it oh, just uh, p- people were like shitting in the showers. They had like a shower room. Uh, oh. Because it was so hot, and uh, but it, wait, they were shitting in the shower. Yeah, because would like, it go down the drain or just leaving it? They would just I, like I saw like Dookie in in like <gasps> the the shower uh, room because the porta potties had broken down, so people were like going into like the, the that's like some prison shit. Yeah, it was, it, and then you got Twisted Sister playing in the background. <laughs> uh, Sweat. I mean, these poor because they're all in leather. You know. Yeah. I, I was hot. Oh my hot. god. So uh, you weren't in leather. No, it's it was too hot. Too hot. I mean, yeah. I'm in my shorts and tank top, and uh, uh, I would urinate uh, in my seat because it was outdoors. <laughs> it was so hot, and the porta potties were so far from where I was sitting that I would just kind of like sit down and pull my dick out of my shorts. And it was so hot it would dry instantly. Oh my god! So why didn't you didn't want to get up and walk somewhere? I didn't want to miss a band. Oh okay. So but but the third day the guy. But you were sitting down in a chair. Yeah, it was outdoors. And the third day, the guy sitting in front of me goes, "Does this smell like piss around here to you?" I'm like, "I don't know, man." So this is three days in of pissing in your seat? Yeah, because, you know, they, they really had a quick turnaround. That seems them. crazy. It really does. I mean, I'm glad I did it, but it got me a uh, lot, lot of... Uh, I did notice the racism. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, like the guy in front of me was like, where are you from? Uh, and I said, oh, I'm from Los Angeles. And he just said, a lot of blank there, right? I'm like... Uh, what the... Uh, like, just said uh, it right out like that. Uh, yeah, I yeah, mean, that's like, about right. hard E-R ending. <laughs> And uh, 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 yeah, I guess. Okay, well, not everybody's like that. Not everybody. Right. 
but I mean, like, was that a culture up. shock to you to go from like not hillbillies? I'm not stereotyping mm. all of Oklahoma, but well. Like, <laughs> I mean, was that hard to go from that to like LA where it's a little more slick and polished and like used car? Yeah, no, of course. Especially in comedy. Yeah, I mean it was good in a lot of ways. Uh, but yeah, it was I mean it was like first of all, every set you have here is so much shorter than every set I had there. So I had to learn how to write shorter jokes. My bits were too long, so that helped me, you know, in the long right. run, of course, anyway. But so just getting used to that was hard, but then just the living in LA it's a it's a completely different experience where yeah. was your first uh like how did you uh did you just come out here and go uh, my friend lived in Hollywood uh right by sunset right by the CNN building okay um and he he there was a guy in the building that needed a roommate so I came and lived with this actor this douchey actor dude for like two months he was such a douche but like he would talk to me and look and fix his hair in the mirror while he was talking and like clearly not listening to me and I was like are you a real person I don't understand how you're like this but uh but yeah I lived there for two months and then moved in with a friend of mine from Oklahoma uh more to Echo Park and was she a actress or comic? Too? Uh, she's yeah, she's a comic. Uh, she's an improv. She does improv now. Um, but she did uh, she did a little stand up in Oklahoma and then moved here like a year before I did. Right. Yeah. So I knew her beforehand, not that well, but we we were acquainted. We lived together for three years here in a house. And what, what year is this? Like <sighs> for me? Yeah. Five. But I mean, like, is this, uh, you came out here in what, 2000? Oh, oh, okay, sorry, 2011. Oh, wow, so you're pretty, uh, still pretty new out here, like. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it doesn't seem like, it seems like I've been here forever. You know how everything just moves like a big blur here? In LA it does. I mean, That's the main difference, I think, is it just goes by so fast, and you're always scrambling around doing things. And then in Oklahoma, I'm bored in five seconds, you know? Well, because I would imagine, uh, like, how many open mics are, say, in Oklahoma, like, maybe five or six, if that. Well, there's, I think there's one every night of the week now, and that was, like, a big deal right. for them when that, because it definitely, when I started, there was uh, one open mic at the comedy club, and you can go on every other week and do four minutes, but it was in front of the real, the regular show at the club, so you'd have an audience of right. people, so that was kind of cool. Versus like out here, you could probably do two or three mics a night. Oh, yeah. You could. Do, I mean, people were doing when I moved here, people were doing like four, five mics a night. I never did that. That was, uh, right. you know, but I did four once, I think. Now, when uh, did you start making inroads into the comedy clubs? Because I know you host a lot at the improv. Yeah, I guess. Because uh, hmm. that's tough to uh, I don't think people realize that uh, L.A. is very much credit based in terms of. Uh, right getting on the right. clubs and uh so to get any gigs at like tonight at the comedy store or hosting the improv it's people might not go what's the big deal about that but it's like a big deal yeah no it's it's i forget you know you forget when you came here and oh you don't you didn't come here, but like when I came here, it was such a big deal to even go on at the improv mic, you know, like to even get up there was so crazy to me and I would be so nervous to get on. I forget that I felt like that after all this time, you know, but, uh, I don't know. I guess, uh, the improv, I, it was so gradual. It's hard to say. Like how did really, you start there doing the open doing mic? Doing the open mic. I did the same. I did the open mic and then I guess they were watching me and I, you know, somebody was watching me and I didn't know 
you know, they say that, but I don't know. Everything I've gotten is just from some random set I did that I didn't even think would matter. But it's hard work, though. I mean, like. Right. You just keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. And then randomly something will come up that you didn't expect. And it's pretty crazy. Like, how did you get on laughs on Fox? Can people check that out? Uh, Oh, that's. (laughs) No, I mean, I don't know much about the show. That is. Well, I think I just sent in a clip, but I did it a long time ago and forgot that I had done it. And then they reached out to me last year and said they were they wanted to put me on this season of it. And I said, okay, yeah, sure. I'll do anything, (laughs) whatever. That's a controversial show. Uh, I know. And I didn't know any of that. I don't know anything by the way, about what's going on or anything I'm supposed to know or supposed to do. I feel like I'm like, I'm pretending to know, but I have no idea. Well, I like now keep in mind when I ask you this question, I could edit anything out. So, uh, like, I mean, I think the controversy with that show is they don't necessarily pay you. They, yeah, they pay, uh, they did pay me. They don't pay you skate like what they should. Right. Right. That's what, and I found that out because, uh, uh, it was brought up like just a question about what do you think of laughs in a Facebook group that I was in? And I was asked it directly. And so I answered, but then the whole thread was just people ripping on the show and saying they don't pay their comics. And and I was like, well, they paid me. And I said, I'll tell, I don't care like that. You know, they paid, (sighs) I can't remember. They paid me to do the set that night and then they pay me to air it like a hundred dollars every time they air that's cool i mean i thought it was cool but then i was explained very you know in the thread i was it was explained to me why that was not cool and it wasn't to scale and for that much of my material that i should be and i was like well i mean i'm not gonna I'll write a new joke. You know, it's not really that big of a deal to me. I just thought it was cool to go do a show. And then I got ripped on for that. Cause it was not me personally, but it was like, but when you're doing that, you're hurting other comics, you know, right. because you're not, and I was like, man, I didn't, I didn't think about that. You know, sorry. Sorry. Well, I'm hurting other comics by, well, you know, they're probably just better that you were on it. And like, I don't think you being on that show hurts another comics. You I, know. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I hope not. I mean, uh, I feel like, that's ridiculous to be quite honest, but <laughs> I can see where that argument comes from, but it's not going to, I don't know. Well, it's kind of like last comic standing would, uh, you know, comics who couldn't get on it would criticize those who got on it. You know, it's like, well, don't blame them. I mean, I, don't know, I think there's too much victim uh, mentality in LA comedy. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I just get caught up in some shit that I shouldn't be caught up in. And then I get annoyed by it because I'm like, well, nobody explained to me any of this. It's not like there's a, hey, this is how much you're supposed to be paid for this, you know. And to me, getting, you know, $100 to do 10 minutes on one night, that's that's normal comedy pay. So I didn't think about it. You know what I mean? Like, that's what you get. It's shitty, but they don't pay that much to stand up comedians. No, they don't. I mean, but I'd like to give a shout out to Comedy Central for uh, our right. Gee, no, I, and then I saw that and I was like, "Holy shit!" I mean, let's just say Comedy Central and like, thank you. <laughs> I mean, that's Good probably the most I've ever gotten for. I mean, I wouldn't. I guess that's stand up what we did that night, but uh, you know. Yeah, that's definitely the most. I mean, besides, if I did it, I did a week at a club, but no, it was it was more than that. Yeah. Now, uh, do you like uh, going on the road and uh, getting out of L.A. now that you're more polished and and 
Yeah. I mean, well, the thing is I can't do it because I have a day job. So now I'm like in this weird stuck place where I can in the summers. Right. But then I was here, you know, writing roast battle jokes the whole summer. So, uh, yeah, I like doing that, but I don't get a chance to very often. Can we say what your day job is? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm the assistant. to. (laughs) It's hilarious. I'm the assistant to the head of an independent school. It's like a K through eight school. Oh, okay. So, you know, when you were like a little kid and you went to the office, that yes. lady in the office? You're that. I'm, I'm that lady. So I get all the bad kids sit by me when they get in trouble. Oh. It's my favorite thing about my job. Now, what do, do you roast them a little bit when you... Uh... Oh, I love to fuck with them. It's like my favorite. Uh, I mean, what do kids get, get into trouble for these oh, days? God. Uh... Texting a lot. Texting, Skyping in class. Skype? Like... Kids are Skyping? Yeah, they're doing that. They're doing uh, Snapchat all the time. They get in trouble for like, they'll see, they're stupid and they'll send all these like sex, the eighth graders will send like sexual texts. Really? Like that. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I'm not going to say the name of my school, but I think that happens like in any school now. I think that's what's going on now. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's what the kids are doing. Uh, So have any of the kids ever had a crush on you? Yes, I did. I had like a seventh grader, but I think he had a crush on... A lot of the women that work there, you know, right. he's just like this seventh grader that's just getting erections now, I think. I don't know. So he just doesn't know what to do with it. He's very, uh, yeah, he's very annoying, too. But that must, uh, I mean, I remember in uh, eighth, seventh, eighth grade, I guess you start uh, being aware of girls, uh, you know. Yeah, I, he is, and but he just also just kind of a prick you know what i mean like he's just like a little prick entitled yeah he's very entitled is it a uh up uh, like the in terms of the economics of the school is it uh all mm. uh it's a very wealthy clientele oh okay so uh i'm sure so they're... even more so and you know i went to public school and i didn't have a lot of money growing up so that in itself is you know interesting to watch because right. it's so different from my experience spoiled kids yeah, some of them are great, but some of them are spoiled. I mean, a lot, a lot of them are spoiled. Um, right. I had to, I mean, it's so hard to get them to understand no. You know what I mean? Like just, like I coached one of the basketball teams and we lost the game, the last game in the tournament so badly that they had to shut off the scoreboard so they couldn't even see how bad they were losing, you know? Oh, really? I mean, it was crazy. They, our girls were good. It was just like the team was, the coach was a psycho. I don't know. It was really weird. But, uh. The girl, one of the girls on my team could not, she just kept coming up and being like, Leah, I want a rematch. And I'm like, first of all, we sucked. I don't understand what you think would happen if we played them again. But I, every day for weeks, she would come up and tell me that because I could not get it through her head that she just lost and she has to lose. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So yeah, that's hard. But the kid that had a crush, like that's uh, the kid that's hidden on all the women. (laughs) He came in once. He walked by me with his friend and he just said, what the fuck are you doing? Right in front of me. And I'm like, for reals, dude, for reals. And I just called his teacher while staring at him. He said the word fuck. Yeah. And then he goes, I said freak immediately. And that's what he said later, too. That was his defense. And I was just, I don't know if he forgot I was there or I don't know. All right. Well. This just popped into my head, and it's a question I want to ask you. It's about music. Okay. Uh, oh, God. I know what you're going to ask. Well, no. Uh, um, I, I My favorite uh, band of all time is Rat. 
a lot of people question my music sensibility uh, for that. And as much of a fan I am of that band, uh, there is not a chance in hell I would get a rat tattoo <laughs> anywhere on my body. Uh, and I've thought about it. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a huge, and they got kind of a cool logo. Like it's the word rat, but the two T's are facing each other. I don't know. I'm, would I'm, you have when you just turned 18? Well, let me explain to you, uh, the audience out there, Leah has a Foo Fighters tattoo, tramp stamp, tramp stamp on my uh, back. Yes. Was this a, like just, uh, were you drunk one night? No, I'm not making fun of you. I'm just saying like, no, I mean, it's hilarious. It's ridiculous. Um, no, I really liked the band, especially the, the album, the color and the shape. That's what I have. The logo from that one. It's just two F's from the front of that album. And <laughs> I liked that album a lot. So that's all, that's all that went into. It. I'm like, I love this album. I love Dave girl. I love the food fighters getting them tattooed on my back. First tattoo. And that's it. That's all the thought I put into it. Okay. I was really excited. My boyfriend came with me. And did he try and talk you out of it? No, or? he was super excited too. He's like, it looks amazing. <laughs> that's great. Nobody tried to talk me. I didn't tell my mom, of course, but nobody tried to talk me out of it. And uh, how painful was it? I mean, it's it wasn't that bad comparatively to the other ones I have. But oh, I didn't even know you had other ones. Well, I have this one on my arm, and I have one on each of my that. Uh, yeah, no calves. Oh my god, I don't know words. I don't know parts of my leg. No veritas. What is uh, yeah, with significance? Uh, Leah has the word. Uh, Veritas on her left forearm or uh, underside of the forearm. Yes. Um, honestly, <laughs> uh, it means truth. And that's, it's like, it reminds me of a moment with my friend, basically. It's hard to explain, but we were at Harvard and we were looking at the building that said. Okay. So, so it reminds me of her in that moment. And then the uh, two tattoos on your uh, uh, calves. <laughs> also impulsive. I have a dotted eighth note and triple forte. I used to play the drums. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Well, not but not for very long and not like in a band. So this, this is what I mean. Like, I'm like, oh, I like a thing. I got to put a tattoo on me about it. I mean, I'm obsessed with that show Ink Master, but... Uh, I haven't seen it. it. It's unbelievable how people would, uh, you know, go on that show and like you're getting tattooed by amateur artists who possibly might not be good. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like... A, That's crazy. Yeah, but Dave Navarro's on it, and I just... Do like, they usually do a good job? Um, not really. I mean, <laughs> uh, like, I knew a guy who... Uh, they do these insane challenges, like, uh, you get a back piece done in, like, six hours, which, from what I understand, a normal back piece, like, a full back piece takes, like, is possibly as long as 30 hours. Yeah, it's uh, like a... People you know, usually do it over time, right? Yeah, like, a month, you know, six sessions, five yeah. hours... Uh, these guys are getting a full and girls full back piece in like six hours. <laughs> what is like abstract art? Yeah, it's like they have and they try and make it as difficult as possible. Like you're not just going to do the that Statue is, of Liberty. Oh God! Uh, you're going to uh, do the Statue of Liberty and American New School traditional. <laughs> My God! I don't know, uh, but I you know I, I'm obsessed with the show. Just I love reality good. TV. It's, that sounds good. I would watch that. Well, you see Dave Navarro's transformation from season one to now where it's, it's like he's had a sex change. It's Is he like the host of it? He's the host. And then you have Oliver Peck 
and Chris Nunez, who are like these master tattoo artists, and they they're the three judges. Oh, wow, it's a it's on Spike TV. I I'm, they are not a sponsor of Inappropriate Earl, but uh, <laughs> but they could be. It's possible. I mean, uh, I just you're picked, listening. I, well, makes they're probably decision. not listening. Yeah. Although well, I do see Dave Navarro at my gym. Oh, really? Yeah, he's That's kind cool. of an odd odd bird. But. Really, Dave Navarro is odd. Yeah, and I, I had one of his ex girlfriends on the show, and uh, but she brought her. Oh, boy. so she. Oh, okay. So you know inside stuff. Yeah, but she brought her boyfriend uh, with her that day. She probably thought I was like gonna try and creep on her or something. Oh. It's that girl, uh, the Bobby Brown. That oh, book, this girl. Uh, oh, yeah, she probably needs a dude with her. Well, I mean, I could understand a pretty girl. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Who doesn't? But you, and also, you are super creepy. So really, am I? Well, I mean, I, I there's more creepy up at the comedy store. No, uh, you're not creepy. You look like you would be, but you're not at all creepy, actually. See, I can sense the, the, the <laughs> right, you're already the wheels are turning. No, I'm not, I see I'm it. Not I, doing I know it. it. Oh uh, God. Well, no, I do look like I'd be creepy, but uh, you know, I, I was raised by a. You look like you could be creepy. You don't look like a definite that dude is creepy. Like, like you could go either way. Well, like when you walk into roast battle Tuesday nights, you see this guy's creepy. I mean, I won't name names, but like, yes, uh, you know, there's there's several rapey, creepy dudes. And one. Uh, uh, well, I won't. Uh, you know, there's there's several people <laughs> attached to the show. <laughs> I would love to. And they'd probably <laughs> like it. This guy. Uh, the, the, well, there's two in particular. Who uh, definitely, uh, you know, uh, they're good people, but it's a little like, you know, weird how they, uh, I don't know. I mean, has a, now you have a boyfriend, right? Uh, <laughs> well, I did as of two days ago. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. No, but, it's all right. I, yeah. Can we, I mean. Can we, we can talk about it if you want. I mean, we don't have to get into like specific, like uh, what did he, was he in the entertainment business? Yeah, he's a comic. Okay. Well, I don't know who he is, so I'm not like trying to. Yeah, fish. I'm not going to say his name. No, no, I don't. Uh... Um, but yes, we we lived together. Okay. Like, we still kind of do. I just haven't seen him for a day. I got. It. Well, I mean, it's. I, listen, I've dated my last three girlfriends are were comics. Are comics? It's tough. Uh, it's just a weird timing, you know. That's all. Right. Right. Yeah. Usually, I would be like, "Yeah, I have a boyfriend," but now you're, I'm like, "No, two days ago, we broke up." Well, I swear I didn't know. So no, of course you didn't know. I Why would you know that? I don't believe in the uh, ambush in my. Uh... Well, I keep bringing it up in my stand-up, and I'm like, stop talking about it, you know, because I'm like, just don't say it, and then I say it, and I'm like, why do I have to do that? Well, it is a great source of material for you. I know, I know, but when it's raw like that, when it's just brand new, that's all emotion, you know. So but, like, I need to put some time into it to make it funny. Right. Because right now it's just pure emotion. Maybe that makes it better. I don't know. Well, let me ask you this without getting into details, because I love you. Uh, uh, good or bad? Some breakups are good. Some are bad. Uh, amicable. Uh, in between. Uh, bad. All real bad. <laughs> oh, okay. Like the worst. Not the worst. I mean, you know. But uh, you've had better breakups. Yes. Uh, because I don't even know why, honestly. I don't. Even, I didn't even see it coming, and I still don't know why. And it was uh, very sudden and shocking. Um, well, I mean, it's, uh, it's a tough business to have, have, uh, in some ways I think that comics can only date each other because we know the, um, the lifestyle and the heartaches and the, the highs and the lows. And then sometimes I think we're the worst pairings to. Yeah. I mean, 
I thought it was good. I thought it was working. I really can't. I'm in shock about it. Like, honestly, I there was issues, of course, but like we were looking for a place to go, you know, and I, I don't know what happened. Well, maybe a reconciliation uh, part. I mean, I know it's too I mean, soon. I don't know at this point right. because of how it went down, but <laughs> well, anyway, I, I'm just shocked and I don't know. No, no, I'm not. I, I, I you know, I feel like an idiot. For no, I don't feel like an idiot. I just, you know, I'm just, I'm still trying to wrap my right. mind around it. So I'm just like pretending it's not real, I guess. Oh, I do that too. Yeah. I'm just like doing other stuff like that didn't happen. Although I'm not going to work. I just keep like avoiding that. Uh, I, I would you know, just stay as busy as possible. And uh, uh, do, do you did you guys perform on show uh, like similar shows or not really? I mean, very very occasionally, but not really. Right, right. Well, that's uh, makes it. I a can avoid easier. him. Right, but I mean, I live in his house. Like, uh, right. I I haven't seen him, but I have to get out of there now, which I wasn't. Right, right. I got you. Planning on so that's a new added stress to my right. life you know well i mean uh you, you never say never uh uh I've, I've you know just uh see what happens and uh you know i really know how to bring the end of a podcast to a uh, dramatic uh no what were you asking me before that well we're gonna get into music because okay. it, it yeah so you know uh, good, good luck and you know uh, I, I've, <laughs> it's okay you don't have to say anything no no I mean I've I had, understand that it's weird but no not that. at all uh, I, I you know I recently have gone through a, a breakup myself so yeah uh, it's no fun it's the worst but uh, it's the worst and you always forget when it's not you you know what I mean you always like when you're in a relationship and your friend goes through a breakup you're like oh that sucks and you're like you, you never quite remember what that feels like and then it happens and you're like ah oh, why did I forget I know it's, uh, but it does get better. You know, obviously two days. uh, You know, it's uh, It's just time. But I I get you. Well, moving on. Let's get. Let's. I'd like to end with a happier (laughs) note. Uh, You know, I had mentioned I had been to Prior, Oklahoma, for a a fantastic music festival. Uh, You know, I'm an '80s metal guy. You know, because I grew up in LA, so this was like the. scene uh, by the way i was in an apartment once with dave Grohl. it was fantastic. what did you talk to him let I me still uh, love dave yeah, Grohl. Th- i still love better. dave Grohl. Uh, the, uh he is one of the coolest uh people i've ever met in my life really um, good good uh i used to date the manager for motorhead okay. the female manager because they do have two managers oh I don't, like i know that i did not date todd well no i'm just you know like i know the sex of the manager of motorhead well it's possible I'm flattered that you think i might know that actually you might. yeah uh and uh dave grohl uh, idolizes lemmy uh, yeah i mean um just like uh kind of like how you seinfeld uh, you know but just to be clear like seinfeld is not like my favorite comedian i don't i don't know who is <sighs> That's a hard question. Pass. Okay. That one's hard. Don't you think that's a hard question? I mean, I don't. You do stand up? I I absolutely. I like. I don't have a like. uh, My favorite uh, comedian is actually uh, Carol O'Connor, who played Archie Bunker. Right. That not really a comedian. Uh, So, but Don Rickles, I guess, would be mine. That's Uh, a good one. Just because he. uh, You know what I liked about Don Rickles was the things he was saying in the time, the era he was saying them was. like pretty mind-blowing yeah you know, in the late 60s to 
you know, be calling some guy in the crowd colored and, and getting a huge laugh and making fun. Yeah, it's amazing if you think back on that stuff. Because you, I don't know. I just think about, oh, now everything's, people are saying so much stuff. But it, really, if you look back, it's not. Yeah, I mean, uh, as edgy as roast battle is, uh, and it, I think roast battle will, I think it's like, and I'm not just saying it because we're on the show, but I really think it's going to help break down the PC world uh that we live in i mean just because it's cleverly crafted jokes about some of the most awful uh subject matter yeah yeah you know you know like your brother uh olivia's sister uh, i made fun of olivia's uh sexual assault you know obviously nothing nothing so wait you made fun of her sexual assault and then i was vicious to her i did no you're right (laughs) Because uh, I also didn't make fun of that. Well, I mean, uh, I, uh, I, uh, and that, yeah, it probably won me the battle, that joke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, but, and the joke about my brother won her the battle. Uh, yeah, but in, in the one that you guys tied. Uh, well, in that, oh, she did it in the first, oh, never mind. She did it in the third round. So, I, yeah, it was a tie. Never mind. I thought it won her that. So, right. Uh, but uh, I think Roast Battle will... Uh, such a PC world we live in now that... Uh, I mean, I, I'm very curious to the reaction of some of these jokes that are going to be told, like on the road to Roast Battle. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm Yeah. Because what would that look like if you're watching it on TV? You know? I mean, I even... Uh, you know, like the joke you did about her looking like the waitress from Denny's. People are going to be like, you know, why are they making fun of each other's looks? They're both beautiful. And then certainly uh, the, you know, Geraldo suicide joke I did. is like, wow, that guy's a fucking dick. <laughs> uh, but they've seen roast at least, right? So they know what a roast is. I mean, but I, of course I you think, can make fun of someone's looks at least in a roast. Yeah, I mean, but like, I think their next roast is Rob Lowe, uh, which is, you think, wow, this guy's ripe for oh, a roast. Yeah. But I God. think ultimately they're paying tribute to him. Like, you know, every comic in that room and whoever else is on the dais is, hey, we'd kill to be Rob right. Lowe. Right. Versus like, I mean, I, I think roast battles a little more maybe uh, competitive, mm-hmm. like... Yeah, well, you're trying to destroy the person. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're trying to, you know, at least uh, any, like the first joke I always do, I'm trying to fuck with that person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I could see that. That's a good. But you are paying tribute to them. Like, I only, let me ask you this. I will only roast people I respect, uh, not just as roasters. That's like the least important thing to me, but has like, as a human, like I have to like you to devote the time. Yeah, I mean, I'd say that now. I'd say when I first started doing it, I was just kind of going against people strategically, right? you know, but I mean, I've liked everybody I've battled. I didn't know some people very, sometimes, I mean, I was forced to in the tournament battle a lot of different people. Like who did I, you, I know you beat Pat in the finale mm-hmm. uh, who I forget who else I battled Frank Castillo. And then I battled uh, Keith. And now then, you knew Frank kind of like, yeah, I barely knew that. I, uh, I kind of knew Frank, barely knew Frank. I mean, barely. Like you I knew Keith a little better. I knew Keith a little better. I, for some reason, I remember him from when I first moved here and I don't know why, like, I don't know where I would see him. He's but. a memorable guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, but I also like remember his stand. I, I guess I, you know, he made an impression on me, which is cool. No, he's Shout really out funny to Keith for being funny. And then, uh, Joe Dosh was right. after that. And then Pat. 
Right. And Joe, I've known, uh, God, I met Joe right after he moved here, maybe around the same time I did, I think. Well, Joe's amazing. Yeah. All those guys. I love Joe. He's the quickest mind, man. Yeah. He's, uh, he was probably one of my most feared battles. Like, oh my God, anything I say, he's going to have a comeback for. And he was definitely. And he has that smug face. Yeah. And he does this (laughs) thing like, he gets gayer like yeah i know he does that little he does, yeah he like, i he, know exactly what you're talking about he like hunches his shoulder and yeah. puts his <laughs> arm on his uh or his hand on his forearm and, he, and he's like it's like he's about to get hit <laughs> i think it's left over from he did a lot of drag right yeah he, he still does drag. i think yeah uh he still does it i th- i mean not i don't know if he does it a lot but uh like i i watch rupaul's drag race so I'm, yeah i'm uh, deep into the drag world uh in terms of being a fan. Yeah. But he used, I feel like he uses some of those mannerisms when he does roast battle. It's so funny to me. Uh, yeah. He's hilarious. So, but let's get back to Dave Grohl. Oh yeah. Tell me this Dave Grohl story. Well, I was told to go uh, get Lemmy's mail. Uh, <laughs> and I went over to Lemmy's apartment and uh, I get the key, go in there and uh, Lemmy and Dave Grohl are in there. What? And I, I left because I didn't want to disturb them. But uh, and if you've ever been, well, few people have been to Lemmy's apartment. Uh, let's just say it's uh, it was interesting. Very. Uh, they were sitting on probably the only, uh, you know, free space in the place because it's uh, Lemmy was a collector. Okay. Videotapes. <laughs> a hoard. <laughs> uh, you know, video games. He had a lot of stuff. Uh, he had a lot of stuff. So it was just so insane to see like. The, probably the biggest rock star today, uh, to me, he is Dave Grohl, and, and, and with the legend and just yeah, that's crazy. And then uh, at Lemmy's funeral, he, uh, my ex was like, "Hey Earl, you got to be the usher because you're going to be the only one who knows who, you know, this guy from Metallica is and Kiss and." Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and Dave it's Grohl. Sad and cool. Oh, I was, I was like trying not to be excited. Yeah. <laughs> like. You know, hey Earl, no, I get it, though. Yeah. can you seat this guy? And I would turn around and it's the singer from Judas Priest. And like, <laughs> and I'm like trying not to smile, going, hey, Mr. Halford, uh, <laughs> your best friend's in the box over there, but uh, I'm a big fucking fan. Turbo, great album. <laughs> and uh, I got to see, seat Dave Grohl and uh, afterwards, probably the coolest moment of my life. Uh, uh, very few people were allowed to go to uh, the... Um, place where they laid Lemmy to rest because uh, it's I wouldn't say it's in a VIP section but it's it's uh, in a cordoned off area and uh, on one side of the, the yard you have Dio who had this amazing only Dio would have like this like stage set up for his funeral uh, display and Lemmy's on the other side and they're like staring at each oh other and uh, I just turn around and it's me the managers and Dave Grohl and he's crying and it was like like no one said a word to anyone it was just like so like uh like wow he's human that's insane that you were there at that moment Earl yeah I know it was just like uh like and you know I, I cried because I knew Lemmy you know relatively yeah. well but uh it was just like wow this is one of my favorite like you know what well, an intense moment yeah it was too. crazy and uh, I mean I I cried more when I saw Dio's yeah, like Dio. Uh, uh, and he, they had the devil horn. Dio has the devil horns on his uh, 
display <laughs> i could say that i get special permission to get like the devil horns in a cemetery <laughs> but i mean dave i was such a fan of dave Grohl before but after that it's like wow he's cool yeah so yeah. it's my dave Grohl story that's crazy do you have any uh celebrity uh music uh crushes or like uh, i don't really have crushes but like have you ever met a celebrity and made you a fan of theirs like oh this guy or girl that was, was cool. cool um let's see i mean yeah i meet a few I mean, yeah, I meet a few sometimes because of my job that are... Uh, oh, parents. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll leave uh, their anonymity. Yeah. Uh, but like, but the they're, they're, some of them are nice. Uh, some, you know, I don't talk to a lot. Nobody's been weird. I've never had a bad interaction. But I'm trying to think of like any any person that was like just incredibly out of their way. And I can't think of one Well, like that on the, wasn't at my school. Right. Right. Like, but like on the road to roast bow, it was pretty cool that you were judged by uh, Oh, Jimmy Kimmel. Like Jimmy there. Kimmel. Holy and, shit. That was crazy. Like, and he said, uh, he, he said something about, it. he said the girl with the big nose was hilarious. <laughs> Somebody had to tell me that I missed it. Somebody had to be like, hey, Jimmy Kimmel said this about you. I was like, what? Yeah, I mean, that's like a great end for you for his show. And like, that was one of the craziest moments of my life. You know? Joe Rogan. Uh, you yeah, know, all those do. I mean, that whole thing Dane is just Cook. surreal. The first time I did it, I didn't know a lot about it. I'd only watched it maybe three times. And then I didn't know the dude I was roasting very well. Who I, was it? Jeremy Paul. Do you know him? The black. Uh, yeah, yeah, long. Video. Was that the night he. It went after Leslie Jones. Yeah. Okay. So that was me, which you would forget because it was I was completely invisible. And were you there that you? Were I was at the, uh, the table, right? I was at the racist table at yeah, the yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. And you so you saw that all go down. And at that point, that was the weirdest thing that had happened to me ever because I'm just on stage, just trying to. I'm doing like model at the time, like all this shit went down, so I couldn't even work on the jokes as well as I wanted to. So I'm worried anyway, but I'm like so irre irrelevant in that battle because of what is going on between them that it's ridiculous. Like it just went crazy. I don't know if you remember that. But. I do because I think uh, Jeremy Paul had a CD coming out around that time, maybe the week. <laughs> before a week after uh and i think in his mind and i'm i've been friends with him for a long time i i get what he was trying he was trying to create some controversy like yeah i don't think he necessarily cared about winning or losing the battle no he didn't at all which sucks for you because it's uh, and I'd never done it, and it's a main event. I don't even know why we're the main event. I have no idea. They had bumped us up to it, and I'm like, yeah, sure, because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I just say yes to everything, you know? I'm the same way. Oh, yeah, I'll, yeah, that sounds great. And then you're like, the night, you're like, fuck, I wish. you got to learn to say no in this business. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think Jeremy was almost stopped roasting you at one point. And just, Almost immediately. I think <laughs> yeah, he did like two jokes on me and the whole time. And that was it. And, and then, then he attacked started, Leslie. He went at the judges. He went at Jeff first. And then he went and he actually got a good one in on Jeff. But that was and then he went at the other judges and then went at well, Leslie started on him. Well, she started just heckling both of us, which I thought was hilarious, you know, but she was just saying, you know, you guys suck and whatever. And then he went he attacked jeff and then she grabbed the mic from jeff and was like don't fucking come at these judges over here lose to this bitch first and right. then like just went off on that long and i'm just like oh my god it's leslie jones you know so that was it was weird it was super weird
He had a great line on her. Uh, I forget what it was, but it was toward the end of that. And uh, is that what made her? I couldn't remember what made yeah, her because I mean, then she she yelled at him for like two minutes straight, and then dropped the mic and stormed out. Yeah, she heard it, uh, and I heard it because it was so close to him. But it was something. That, she said something to the effect of, "I'm going to go in the back and smoke weed," and uh, he, I'm going to butcher. But it was something along the lines of, "Well, from the looks of you, it looks like it's going to be a rock." You know, you know, like you know, I don't even remember that. I uh, just, but he, he if he would have waited, like I don't know if you were in the room recently when uh, Doug Fager uh, got the best of Tony Hinchcliffe. No, uh, I've heard about it. It's legendary. It was amazing, but what made it work was the timing. Doug waited until the the room uh, settled, and then he threw out the first line and bl- blew up, and then he waited. The, his timing is Doug funny. is so good. He's Have so, you guys ever battled? Yeah, he beat me. Uh, God, I think he was the third battle I did, and he beat me. And the, his second round was so good. I mean, he was the one that I was like, man, he. I if I look back on all the battles, he, I mean, he beat me pretty squarely, and he was, his jokes were just amazing. He's like you, through. though. Like, it, it's so clever the way you guys, like, start off with this like almost Shakespearean-style joke. And then the end is just a kick in the ball. <laughs> just a dumb kick Yeah, in the but it's like it's the best of both worlds. Like me, I'm just straight ahead. Like, you know, I, like I would say you are like Metallica. Like it's very yeah, intricate, wow. you know, cleverly crafted, uh, ebb and flow. And I'm just like kiss, just a shitty three chord bam, you know, very short. But the, each thing has its, you know, that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's there's uh, I think you have to go to your strengths. and. Uh, but I would say that's more Pat, like Pat Barker, Keith, where they're like the uh, the more intricate, yeah. detailed, everything lines up perfectly. You know, every single part of this makes that was complete amazing. logical sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I I think you and Doug, uh, I'd like to see a rematch of the down the road. Oh right? God, man! Putting my uh, little matchmaker hat on. <laughs> He's hard. He was hard to write for because I didn't want to. I mean, I actually didn't want to bring any. Like I don't. I really don't bring up death and people's family because I've had one. So I just right. You know, and that's not. I don't, it's not a knock on people to do. People have asked me if I care and I said, you know, but I just personally don't. Right. So if you take some of that away, you know, it's hard to write jokes about some people. I mean, I'm (laughs) the same way. Like I like to be silly in every battle, but I will write one super mean joke. Just I'm more of a counter puncher. Like, okay, if we're going to be cool with each other, you know, I won't bring up certain things, but like the first hint of uh, Earl's whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, here's one for you, bud. So you gauge their level of where uh, they're hitting risky. you? It's yes. risky. That's awesome. Because I, uh, I'm, uh, I wouldn't say vindictive, but uh, I'm probably vindictive. Uh, uh, but this is why I only will battle people I like. Like, uh, like if you said to me, Hey, you know, I'm a little sensitive about my brother. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say anything. Uh, but I guess if we say, hey, it's no holes barred. Yeah. And you uh, may- maybe, uh, I don't know, said what I interpreted to be like something mean about my parents. Yeah. I-, I-, I might. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I mean, I had the second go around with Olivia. I had stuff to do if she, you know. <laughs> did Elevated. The- right. Exactly. So I had the same thing. But it's risky to it do is, that. It is risky. And it ended up, you know, working, you know. 
Yeah, but you guys, uh, I don't think there was a loser that uh, battle. Uh, I got to stand for a minute. The joints are, aren't what they oh, okay. used to be. Uh, like that was very close and like every battle that night was close. I yeah. Thought. Uh, yeah, it was good. So uh, I don't know what's going on with roast battle after Montreal, but uh, I'm sure uh, we'll all just. Are you ready for that? Uh, I mean, uh, you know, it's uh, I, I think I'm in the toughest bracket by far. Really? Uh, I'm not sure who I pissed off, but because uh, I've got a face. Don't you think that's a compliment to you? I mean, Why do you take it personally like an insult. But that's how I do it. <laughs> I uh, I shouldn't say this, but there's a five minute clip I listen to literally probably 20 times a day on uh, motivation. And it's it's so gay to admit this, but I. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm very weak-minded, Leah, mentally. So I I really glom on to like Tony Robbins and stuff like that. Okay. But, uh, is it a TED talk? No, no. There is a. Um, are you familiar with the story of Mike Tyson and Buster Douglas? No. Uh, well, you know who Mike Tyson is. Yes. Uh, and, I'm not. Yes. Well, no, I'm not. You're young. I mean, like, uh, you know, you were probably uh, seven when he was in I'm his 34. Prime. I mean, but that's young to me. Believe me. But uh, Mike Tyson uh, in his prime was unbeatable. And uh, he was just he would knock people out in like two rounds and uh, kill them. I mean, it wasn't just a knockout. He would like uh, literally almost kill these guys. And uh, yeah, I were, watched a few documentaries yeah. on him. So I probably know the story, but forget. So anyway. So there's a fighter named Buster Douglas uh, who uh, Mike Tyson uh, was supposed to fight someone else. Uh, the guy backed out at the last minute probably because he saw some of his previous fights. <laughs> and like, I fuck that. And uh, Buster Douglas took the fight. Uh, his mom had died two days before the fight. Uh, he oh, uh, like got, suddenly. Um, I, I I'm not sure if it was a uh, you know a, a cancer illness or uh, I don't know how she died, but it was very sudden. I, I guess it was sudden. Okay. Uh, and he he got in a horrible case of the flu uh, the week of the fight, and uh, like in the fourth round, Mike Tyson knocked him out, and he got up barely in time to save himself. And then in the, I think it was like the ninth round, he knocked Mike Tyson out and won the fight. That's uh, amazing. There's a clip on YouTube that shows the fight and it's got this really haunting like music, uh, like an instrumental. And uh, that's, you know, I look at my bracket and I watch that video at the same time. Oh no, that's total. That's perfect. Because that's a the, good video. The I mean, in my bracket or the uh, who's in your bracket? Can you see? Uh, yeah, yeah, Tom Ballard, very, very funny gay Australian comic. Okay. Who a lot of people think should have won it last year. Okay. And then the champ, Jimmy Carr. Oh wow, you do have a tough one. Who is like the Mike Tyson of roast battle? Like he's like uh, he just uh, he's, he's good so. So do you see yourself as the underdog here? I see myself as James Buster Douglas. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I think uh, it's going to be tough. Like, But uh, watching that video makes me think, you know what? Everyone loses at some point. Like there's not yeah, one. That's road- true. I mean, there's as as good as you are, you've lost. I've, I've lost, lost a bunch. Uh, well, some of the better battlers, if you look in the top 10, Everyone's lost like three or four times. I think, uh, I've, I think I've for I'm Alex on Hooper. six now. 
And how many have you won? Like eight or nine? Eight or nine, yeah. But that's a lot of fucking battles. Uh, yeah. And I think Alex Hooper's like the only one where... It, Maybe it, seven. I don't even know my own record. But I don't want to miss say and everyone's like, she thinks she won eight. She only won, you know. Someone will probably. Yeah, I know. Go, like, well, that's incorrect. Wait a minute. Uh, so, yeah, I've got my... I'm, I'm scared. But that's when I operate the best. But that's good. Yeah, me too. Um, I need a little bit of fear in me. Well, I'm petrified. And, I, and I'm trying not to look... You know, the, the first guys, you know, could win it all. So I, I don't want to look past, uh, you know, him. Because he's really good. Like well, he, I think it's going to be an amazing show, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, every... It's, you know, every battle's great. I mean, uh, Olivia's going up against a really uh, funny uh, Canadian comic. Okay. You know, and, and uh, he's great because he's kind of chubby and he owns it. You know, yeah. Like, hey, great, I'm fat. What else you got? Uh, and then, uh, then <laughs> They're both like that. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I told Olivia... She's not even chubby. I don't even think she's... At, like, she looks great to me. Oh, yeah. I mean... I hate saying that about her. Like every time I'm like, hi, fucking because I, I really don't like insulting women. Like I really don't like that. That's dumb, especially their looks, you know, oh, well, but I, I know she's not going to take it. You know, she's not going to take it personally because she's Olivia. She's oh, she's badass. got thicker skin than, you know, right. She's a badass and she's fine. She's like, you know, but it's still it's still like uh, rubs me the wrong way to say well, I don't like making fun of someone's looks either, uh, you know, because it's just like it's just not my normal sense of uh, stand up. You know, I don't really insult people, but I know, do. I usually go for their looks. <laughs> well, that, that's why you're so good, though. <laughs> but I mean, that's like uh, in roast battle. You're right. Like Olivia isn't fat, but for the vein of roast battle, she will be called fat. I don't have one eyebrow, and that has been said about me so many times. I'm like, I am hairy, but I definitely have two eyebrows. Like, I don't I think feel you're like, hairy at all. I don't see any body. No, hair. I'm very hairy. Look at check out these arms. Look at that. I used to put my arm in the high school basketball huddle, and it was like everybody else's was bald. But I'm like blind as a, white girls. I'm blind as a fucking bat. So uh, I mean, I see you have a lot of hair. Yeah, well, I have a lot of hair on my head, but I'm very I'm Armenian. I have Arme it's fine. I'm fine with it. But I do have two eyebrows. Oh, absolutely. I don't see anything in between here. Yeah. But it, but that's the thing about uh, roasting is you have to exaggerate, uh, you know, uh, someone's roasting faults. Right. Uh, exactly. You know, I mean, I think I'm the oldest battler uh, in L.A. and well, except for Dana Snow. So I hope Dana still stays in the game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But, you know, you uh, I, I know the old jokes will be, uh, you know, used and whatnot. Uh, so does the So do you know the dudes that you're roasting? I know Tom because uh, I was uh, me and Whitney Rice were the uh, house haters last right. year in Montreal. Right. OK, so, uh, you know, I, I got to see him. He uh, he beat Tony Hinchcliffe. And uh, that was impressive to watch because Tony's, yeah. you know, like that's Tony's thing is roasting and, and he yeah. writes for all these things. Uh, so I was like, wow, who is this guy? Uh, and then when he took on Jimmy Carr, he a lot of people thought he beat him. Really? Because he's, uh, he's like, you know, Olivia with her weight, you with your nose, me with my age, we own it. Like, you know, and he's like, okay, I'm gay. What? Yeah. Big, you know. What do you got? I wouldn't fuck you anyway, Earl. Yeah. Uh, so that to me is the toughest because there. Would you say uh, uh, people's biggest mistake in in roast battles specifically? I guess is uh, some people don't own their roasting faults. Like if you're fat, there's gonna be fat jokes. Yeah, I think it's not. I think it's more the confidence in general. Right. 
So, yes, but if you go up there and you're like insecure at all, then that's going to show. And you feel that when they roast you, that's going to show. So I see that. So, yes. I mean, I am insecure uh, horribly. But, but you're good at hiding it. Oh, I'm the best at hiding I it. I was, but honestly, I think the roast battle just made it so ridiculous for me that like maybe I was even more insecure about my nose before I battled. But now it's so funny to me that right. I mean, I have jokes about it because you know, I have to. I, I talk about it, you know, but but yeah, I think after after a point, it's just so ridiculous to hear over and over again, you know. No, that's why I respect anyone who gets on that stage. I mean, you, but look, yeah. you know, like last week, what Lindsay Jennings, you know, she's got all the tattoos. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Like she owns Lindsay's it. Great. So, yeah, I got tattoos. Oh, yeah, and, she's got a great, yeah, she you know, has a great stage presence. You know, so fucked a lot of there. dudes in here or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, big deal. You know, I love watching people who own it. And like, uh, But like Jimmy Carr is tough because... He's just like got this uh, American psycho, like it's really dead inti- it's intimidating because it's like that's the worst is the dead fate. I think oh, I do that too. He's just yeah, but that's what makes you so tough. Is like there was a few times before I really knew knew you at all, like. Wow, she's stone-faced. She doesn't even look like she's having fun up there. I didn't even know I was making that face until I saw pictures. And I was like, oh, because people would bring it up to me. And they'd be like, you look so intense. And I was like, really? And then I saw a picture. And I was like, oh, my God, I do. I need to smile or something. Yeah, well, I mean, well, we each have our own. Uh, like, that's what, like, uh, made me notice Olivia a lot. Like, someone would just land the just, like, uh, cruelest rape joke or... Uh, you know, makeup joke. Didn't what was your makeup joke you had on her? Like you, something about the test monkey. Or, oh, I said, uh, oh God, I said, um, I don't mean to put you on the spot. Who did your lipstick? You or the chimp they tested? It <laughs> but like she laughed and had such a uh, good spirit about. I mean, that's a brutal, fucking vicious joke that killed. And like, did it fuck with your head at all that the fact you looked at her when you said that and she's kind of la- like, she's going, that's a great joke. No. And only because, because I had set up the, that round in the first round by making them think I was going to say all that joke. Cause right. I knew what had happened with Ashley Barnhill already. So I already went in there knowing that. So I kind of purposely set it up that way so I could come at her at a different angle. So I think that she was totally cool about it, but I also think I surprised her a little bit by doing that. Cause I also, I felt like after the set, like I felt like she was like, okay, by the time we went to the third round, she's like, Oh, okay. This is going to be a fight, you know? Cause right. I think maybe she thought it was going to be a little easier than it was because you were kind of un not unknown but like uh right. newer I mean, right and the fact that she even battled me i mean i was like i know it's hard a bunch of people want to battle you i just feel like we're, we would do a good job you know i was like i can't explain it but i feel like we would put on a good show right and we did so. oh it's killer i mean it's still uh you know there's so many battles hundreds probably over a thousand now with yeah, undercards and that's you know some of your battle i mean your two battles are, are memorable and uh you know a, a trilogy could be in the works. <laughs> I think we were the first draw. Is that correct? Yeah. And then uh, there's not many draws. Uh, you know, I think you uh, and then I think me and Joe Dosh was a draw. Uh, that was a, that ended up a draw. Oh, I yeah. I that. Was, I, uh, it was so like it didn't even matter what the decision was by the end that it was. I don't even remember, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was uh, I, my strategy was. uh you know, I like to shit on the judges and get the room on my side for an undercard. Yeah. You know, uh, 
But uh, that night, for some reason, they went to the judges. So uh, I, I, Eddie F switched his vote. Yeah, that was great. Fucking bastard. <laughs> but then, I mean, that periscope, even the shot of it, just you and Joe whenever you were arm, like, arms yeah. around each other, that's such a powerful image even. It was so, I loved it. Yeah, I was in my apartment and I was like, oh, yelling by myself watching that. Because Joe DeRosa, I, I have so much respect for Joe DeRosa, who was the judge we were attacking. Yes. Yeah. He had to face Jimmy Carr. Uh, uh, I think uh, last year in Montreal and uh, you know, I, I just love watching Joe get angry at the crowd. And at one point he kind of stopped roasting Jimmy and, and just uh, started shitting on the crowd. And he's like, fuck you people. You think this is easy? It's the best fucking guy up here. You, you fucking Canadian fucks. And it was just like, wow, I love this guy. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I got my work cut out for me, but uh, you know, I'm going to watch that Buster Douglas video again. Yeah, watch the Creed scene, too. I do. Uh, the Creed, the band, or Apollo Creed? Apollo Creed. Well, the do you like the new one? I mean, uh, I, I, I think someone your age would... No, I didn't. Okay. Uh, because I'm a... Uh, you know, I just... I love Apollo Creed. Yeah. Uh, Car, the great Carl Weathers. So, uh, but I do... Well, I, I forgot to tell you this. I watched the Buster Douglas clip. And then there's a uh, Rocky II training scene done to music. <laughs> it's five minutes and 38 seconds. And it starts off with the scene where uh, his wife is in the hospital. Okay. And throughout the whole movie, she's telling him, I don't want you to fight again. It's just, you know, and he's resistant the whole time. She's in a coma and she wakes up. And he's like, hey, I can't do an impression of Stallone. But he, he's like... <laughs> If you don't want me mixing with Creed no more, we'll find some other way to make a living. And the camera zooms in on her face. And she whispers, there's one thing I want you to do. And Stallone gets next to her. And says, what? And she looks at him and goes, when? <laughs> and the music starts. And I'm telling you, it gives oh, me hell chills. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, hell yeah. It's like, uh, but but I need to, uh, you, you know, I'm sure you don't do stuff like this before a battle. No, I do. I listen to music, like specific. What do you like, uh, Foo Fighters? No, I mean, I'm not as big of a fan as, a, sure. as I was. Um, I mean, I still like Dave Grohl and everything, but the music is not my favorite anymore. Right. Um, I listen to, uh, I don't know, I use Kanye. <laughs> Listen to a lot of Kanye to pump myself. Hey, that's up. cool. I mean, it's not my bag, but yeah. Well, I mean, I understand that he's a ridiculous person, but I mean, I in some ways, uh, he I like how he's almost like a pro wrestler with it. It's like he creates this heel character, like I'm a dick. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, like uh, what he did with Taylor Swift. I know it's a long. I, I don't get what's going on now. Between... I don't either. I tried to figure it out for a while one day, and I still couldn't get down to. It. I guess uh, Taylor Swift he recorded says, something, or no, Kim Kardashian. Said, yeah, she said that it was okay that he said that in a song about her. Right? Okay. Or but she didn't really. She said that she never okayed that. I don't know. That's as far as I got, and I'm like, I'm still confused. I mean, I I'm a very I'm not the smartest guy in the world. I don't know anything about anything, but for some reason, I went down that rabbit hole one day. Well, if you ever have a tough battle coming up, I'm going to send you these two videos: the Buster okay. Douglas. Rocky two training scene. And I think you should watch. I'm not a rap fan. I'm not against it. I just not my thing. I watched straight out of Compton the other night. Oh yeah. In my That's house. Of I course. saw that. 
I mean, uh, it was very uh, inspirational. Yeah. Like uh, just how they were told you can't do this kind of music and no one's going to, you know, cut people love the cops and all that. And like, it was, I found a little bit of inspiration for stand up to go out. Even yeah. if people tell you don't, you can't do this or, yeah. uh, you know, but like I said, if what about I'm the getting, movie Rudy, you watched. <laughs> oh, I watched, uh, I mean, what else? Uh, you know what? Major league actually. I love when Major Rick league. Bond comes out of the, oh. yeah. Ricky that Wright. and then when he calls a shot and Bunt Taylor Bunt, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I know the whole screenplay. Wesley Snipes, uh, Dennis Haysbert, uh, who's like uh, Jobu. Uh, I say fuck you, Jobu. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, I met him once. What's his and... name on the show? Oh, Pedro Serrano. Right. Yeah. I called him Jobu at the market once. No, you did not. I. Have... Why did you do that? That's not a... oh, because you're inappropriate or oh. Well, I, I love that. Uh, giving uh, what I consider respect to people. But that's not what he was. Like, he wasn't Joe Boo. I know, but I just thought it would be funny if I went up to him <laughs> at the market and I think it was only like a watermelon or something, which probably made it even... <laughs> but it was just happened to be a watermelon. I, <laughs> it's not because he's black. It just... It just but the uh, fact I, that you thought of it being a watermelon is because so he's black. I had this one... Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> Jobu eat melon. And he just looks at me like, what? I'm like, Major League, dude. Oh, my God. I, I almost got my ass kicked by the bad guy. I can't guy. believe you really you said that. Absolutely. Him? Oh, my God. Were you drunk? I'm an idiot. No, I've never had a drug or drink in my life, ever. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, my God. I so didn't know that. I don't want you to get a ticket. I'm just doing a quick time change. we got 15 minutes. Okay. Uh, I, no, I... I, I, like I'm an idiot, so like uh, it's L.A. We run into celebrities all right. the time. Like, uh, what what's your last celebrity sighting? And not th that doesn't involve yeah, like, being at a comedy <laughs> oh, club. Yeah. Uh, oh, that doesn't involve a comedy club. Or I mean, I guess. Oh, I saw Courtney Love. Where at the diner on uh, the the mustard seed diner on uh, Hillhurst, okay. Vermont. Like or I wouldn't know what to say to her specifically, but like. Uh, you know, if I see anyone in my... Uh, you say something to all of absolutely. them? Absolutely. Every time? Uh, and not I to be, never say anything. I don't bug it if they're eating or whatever with their family. But like one, one time I... Uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone made this movie, Cobra. It's pretty bad, but it, it's, it's, it's a guilty pleasure, I guess most people would say. Uh, and I saw the bad guy from Cobra at the supermarket. And he's very distinct looking. He has a... Uh, like a, a pronounced jaw, like okay. more like it, it's, uh, I don't know if it was a birth defect, but he gets a lot of work because of his, uh, yeah. you know, villainous face. Head. Yeah. Which bodes well for me. Uh, <laughs> and I, he was looking at like, I don't know, milk or something. And I just walked up to him and I said his line from Cobra, <laughs> which was, he looks at Stallone at the end of Cobra and Stallone's about to kill him. And he's like, you won't kill me, will you, pig? <laughs> and I said that to him. I just walked right up to him. Didn't say hello. I'm a big fan. I just right up to him. And he looks at me like, what? And I'm like, Cobra. And here's a guy who's probably Wait, acted he, in hundreds of things. So he doesn't. He didn't even remember the reference? No. So he never watched him. Like, I feel like that's weird. You wouldn't remember. I guess 
Well, I mean, it's probably his most known role, uh, but I don't. I'm just trying to be funny. And but you don't know. I mean, don't they get that a lot? Like people walking up and saying lines for movies. I'm them? guessing not. Isn't that what they talk about? Where they're like, ah, people come up to me and say, you know, this guy named Earl. <laughs> like I saw the sensei from Karate Kid. You've seen Karate Kid, yeah. yes? Yeah. You know, like the, the like he was like the leader of the bad guys. Yeah. You know, uh, we What's do not train mean? to be merciful yeah. in this dojo. Yeah. <laughs> Was at the newsstand once. Uh, yeah, well, we locked crazy. eyes, like you and I are right mm-hmm. now. And I'm, he knew I knew who he was. <laughs> he just he was like, "Oh fuck, here we go." So I get right up to him, nose to nose. Don't say, "Hey, my name's Earl. I'm a big fan." Just go sweep the leg, Mister Lawrence. <laughs> Do you have a problem with that? Mercy is for the weak. <laughs> and he's kind of laughing, but not really. I'm like, you know, hey man, I'm a big fan. And he kind of looked at me like, fuck off, dude. You know. Was he nice, though? Yeah. You know, he was polite. I, like, he dealt polite. with it. He dealt with it. And then I, I realized now he probably thought I was mocking him. Because that movie was uh, 30 years ago. Oh, it was recent? Uh, yeah, like like two years ago. So okay, it was, okay. uh, let me see, 20, 20, uh, 26 years ago. He's acted in a lot yeah. of things since. Okay, yeah. So, you- <laughs> so I'm sure he was. He's like, if someone had quoted to him, yeah. A joke of mine that I did my first year of comedy, which no one will be doing. Uh, I was horrible when I first. Uh, let me. We've got ten minutes. I'm fine. But I know, but they oh, take they it take at it seven. My car. Uh, okay, cool. Um, I it, look, and it's probably a good way to like wrap up. Uh, and thank you for doing this. You, you oh, are yeah, awesome. It's fun. Uh, it, well, I just me. it. Uh, cool. I learned a lot about you. Yeah, I didn't know well, anything about you. I feel the same about you. You're mysterious to me. Well, yeah. Now I feel closer to you from the standpoint of, uh, you know, in the, in the comedy store or comedy in general, you see people for two minutes. Hey, yeah. what's up? It's hey, bro. It's the same conversation over and over. Yeah. Now, how are you? You don't know how else to get into it. Yeah. I mean, uh, I would I, I would say tomorrow night uh, I'll feel more comfortable going, uh, uh, I don't know. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably be the same conversation, but it'll be more less awkward. Uh, I look back when I first started; I was fucking horrible at comedy. I, I just had no idea what I wanted to do. Like, do you, are you being hard on yourself? No, I really like. I know like people, you didn't get laughs. I got laughs because I was an idiot. But like the first <laughs> joke I ever did at the comedy store was I literally went to the hustler store, and I'm not doing a bit to you. I'm this is actually yeah. what I did. Oh, you're telling me a story. I bought a dildo <laughs> and I stuffed it in my pants and Bobby Lee gave me the greatest intro ever. I will always be team Bobby Lee, uh, who was a judge that night uh, for uh, yeah, our show. Yeah, he's great. I love Bobby. Yeah, he's so nice. And like, uh, you know, he came up to me one night when I was bummed out about not getting Montreal. He's like, hey, man, I never did it. You know, I auditioned. Oh, so, that's cool. Yeah, he was like. Yeah, he said a nice thing to me once, too, when I just did the open mic. And I was like, that was so fucking cool. That yeah, he's just like, you wish everyone could be like him. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he gave me this amazing intro. He didn't know me. I've seen this guy in Comedy Central. It's my first year in comedy. Yeah. I was I had no nothing. And uh, so I'm like, you know, a lot of people are curious about me, what, what kind of personality I am. And I'm. You know, I'm really just a big dick. And I pulled out the dildo. It was, <laughs> God. Horrible. Did people laugh at that? Oh, killed. I mean, to be honest with you, it got a bit. <laughs> but I mean, I look back now and go, Jesus. I mean, have you, uh, like, I, I wouldn't say I'm a, I, I've certainly evolved as a better comic uh, from day one to now. Like, are you pleased with your progress? Yes. I love 
so much more my stand my I like my material so much better now than I did when I started. Like I didn't identify with my material very well. Right. And when I started, I was just like emulating people because I didn't you don't know what to do. You know, you just like watch comedy and then you're like, I'll try to write a joke like that. So, yeah. I mean, uh, so I was like trying to be shocking and that just doesn't work for me, you know. Well, I was just saying I would try and be dirty and, you know, then I'm a huge Stephen Wright fan just because I love his delivery and yeah. monotone. That was my dad's favorite comic. Yeah, I mean, why he isn't more popular? I, I uh, don't know. I mean, he's very famous, but like... I w- because it's hard to write a bunch of one-liners. Yeah. I mean, I always think like, wouldn't that be... Do you write one-liners? Um, I will for... Uh, I mean, I mean I, besides for... But no, uh, for comic... Um, I write, they're really hacky and, uh, you, you know, I, I do it almost, I, sometimes I like to bomb on purpose, uh, yeah. because I, I think one of my specialties in my standup is, uh, like, you know, and Johnny Carson would almost do a joke. I'm certainly not putting myself on his level, but like on the tonight show and you, this might be before your time, but like he would do a joke almost to bomb on purpose and, uh. Like I think I and then wrote, pull pull yourself out of it. Yeah, and he was just so good at, at almost people wanted to see him bomb, and I I think like a recent one liner I wrote was something along the lines of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they say turn a negative into a positive. Well, tell that to Magic Johnson. Uh, I think <laughs> so stupid. It's so it's not that stupid. Awful. That sixteen years in, I'm writing that going. You know, I could. I should tell that on stage, but I almost tell it to get like the reaction. Like it's so stupid. People are going to laugh. Yeah. Um, so I'm always like, man, I'm going to talk. I'm going to do this joke about this and it's going to be amazing. It's gonna be really intricate. And then I'm like, Oh, they're just going to laugh at if I say dick. So, right. Okay, cool. Hey, That's I'm a it's big at. dick. And then you watch somebody come up and like, just do the dumbest thing ever. And everybody loves it. And you're like, why am I thinking about this so hard? I don't understand. You know? Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, the one thing I think we all learn is this business has no rhyme or reason. So, uh, you know, I don't want Leah to have to pay to do this podcast. So <laughs> I parked on the street. Yeah, yeah. for those of you uh, who aren't getting my... Uh, and he's worried I'm going to get a ticket. Oh, you will. They're ticket. insane. They're like right uh, there, ready to write it. Okay. So where can people find you on the World Wide Web? You can go to my website at leahkajanian.com. I spelled it earlier. Can you do it one more time okay. for my fans? L-E-A-H-K-A-Y-A-J-A-N-I-A-N. And then I'm on... Twitter and then at Leah KJ, L E A H K A Y J A Y. Then I'm on Instagram, but I never post anything on there. And Facebook, and Facebook is more for your friends. Like, do you do comedy? I like, uh, you. yeah, no, I, I do it. It's like mixture, but now it's all basically comics. Okay. So, so yeah, that's cool. You can hit me up on Facebook. No wonder no one goes to our shows. We're just friends with other comics. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a huge problem. That's my whole feed became roast battle. Yeah, I mean, oh my God, the last week, because, you know, uh, I got tagged, uh, I think we all did. Yeah, like a thousand times. At the same fucking clip, you know, it's like, yeah. so. But uh, listen, uh, Leah's one of the good ones in uh, stand-up. There's a lot of good people in stand-up, but, you know, there's uh, it's not that big of a circle. So become fans of hers. Uh, she's it's much awesome. more than just a killer roaster, a great comic. Uh, go on the uh, Laughs oh, uh, uh, website. Uh, I don't know what their website is, but uh, do they have... I think it's like, laughstv.com, okay. I believe. Thank you, Steve Hofstetter. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
He's a controversial guy. I but know. That's, I know. And I don't even really, honestly, I don't even know the whole story. But I don't he either. doesn't. I know that he doesn't book it anymore. I live my life by, I don't really talk shit about anyone, but I, if someone's never burned me, I don't talk bad about Well, them. I did not work with him, so I can't comment on it. And I agree with you. That's a good way to live you your know, life. I mean, there's uh, maybe one or two people uh, behind the scenes who I know uh, maybe said a bad thing about me. Yeah, always gets back. Well, me too. So, right, who could say a bad word about you? But that's oh. for another podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, you're like the fucking sweetest night. I mean, like you <laughs> you'd know. be surprised. So, I, get, I mean, I get into stuff. I get in people's faces sometimes. Uh, we got four minutes to get Leah out of here. So, guys, become fans. Of Earl, hers. you should see Earl by right now. By the way, he is really nervous for me. Well, I don't want. Like it's pacing. like his fifty dollars. Like rocking. Ticket. Okay. So, no, this is just nervous habit. Okay. I used to go to hockey games, and I would notice the players and the, during the national anthem go like this. Rock back and yeah, forth. Okay. So that's where I got it. So, uh, guys, inappropriate Earl, SoundCloud, iTunes, watch Lee and me, Olivia Grace, uh, Keith Carey, Alex Hooper, uh, Jeff Ross. Uh, this Sunday, I believe, on Comedy Central uh, around midnight, uh, Road to Roast Battle. And, uh, you know, don't forget to uh, spay and neuter uh, Bob Barker. Yeah.